0: So my guest today is a visionary marketing leader who has been building brands for over 20 years. She has developed and led marketing and innovation strategies at iconic brands that include, but are not limited to, Dove, Hellman's, I Can't Believe It's Not Butter, Tate's, I happen to love those cookies myself, and Country Crock. She is passionate about plant-based and purpose-driven products that are good for people and the planet, which fits in perfectly with her current role as Chief Marketing Officer for Chickpea Foods, plant-based dairy products made from one of my most favorite legumes, chickpeas. So welcome to the podcast, Sharon Nevins. Thank you Joanne. So happy to be here today. I'm 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 thrilled to have you here. And um, as I said to you earlier no one can see your face but you bear a striking resemblance to Glenn Close so I feel like I'm I'm having a conversation with a movie star right now.
1: <laughs> so fun. I'll try to channel her.
0: in full disclosure, I love chickpeas. My home is never without a few cans in the cupboard. And one of my favorite healthy snacks is a batch of air fried chickpeas. That's my favorite thing to do with my many things I have to do with my air fryer. And I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing more about this brand. But first, I always like to start with asking my guests this question, which is, where are you from? That's
1: actually a really interesting question because I, I currently live in northern New Jersey, but I'm originally from Seattle. I was born and raised in Seattle, um, went to college there, and um, moved here about a year after college to pursue
0: a career in advertising in New York City. So I'm originally from the West Coast. And do you, do you feel like an East Coaster now?
1: You know, I don't think I will ever truly feel like an East Coaster. I'm, I'm a West Coaster all at heart. But um, I have lived here for a very long time and been raising my family with my husband here. It's a wonderful place, and I love being new in New York City.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been to Seattle a couple of times. It rained the whole time, but that I guess is kind of par for the course, right? So yeah. um, so, so, tell us about, about this brand. I mean, I, I know you call it Chickpea Foods, but the actual logo on the website is CHKP, which I don't know how I would pronounce that, but I'm not going to try. So um, how did all this start? So Chickpea Foods,
1: um, the brand CHKP was started by um, some founders who really had a passion for uh, the chickpea and the Middle Eastern food, their Middle Eastern natives themselves, um, kind of learning about this powerhouse nutritious ingredient and how to transform that, seeing the power to be able to transform that into different foods. Um, They started on this journey to really look at all kinds of dairy alternatives um, to use this wonderful ingredient and that is how it began. They came across, of all things, um, the yogurt being the most fabulous um, transformation. There are a number of other products that the two founders um, have developed. And so that, that's how it started. And you know, working on this launch in New York City, um, really think we have something special.
0: Well, I, I have uh, been privy to tasting it, and um, I was pretty impressed with the, um, I think it was the strawberry that I've had so far and the blueberry. So um, I think you've done a really good job because I would not have guessed it was made out of chickpeas and and was thick. You know, it had a consistency to it, which I think a lot of um, non-dairy yogurts don't have. They're too, I happen to like really thick yogurt, So I think that was something that I found very, very different about it.
1: Yeah, so myself, you know, I joined the company a few months ago and I had been dabbling in trying to take um, animal products out of my diet as where, where and whenever I could, um, starting with, of course, meat, but also in dairy. I happen to love dairy, but too much of it doesn't agree with me. And I also just really try to live a plant based lifestyle tried a lot of yogurts, and to me, most of them just either had a very distinct flavor that wasn't yogurt-like, whether it was coconut or almond or cashew, um, or they just had a consistency that was fairly runny. Um, And for me, I really like the thick Greek yogurt, and I think most people looking at the yogurt category do appreciate that creaminess um, and textural experience. So This is, yeah, something really interesting.
0: And as you were saying that too, I was thinking that so many of these plant-based yogurts are made, plant-based foods in general, are made with cashews, which um, are very high in calories, which chickpeas are not, unless I'm missing something. Yeah, you
1: know, chickpeas kind of on a run this year. Um, It's (laughs) a superfood of the year. It is packed with protein. And from a calorie standpoint, all of the yogurts bring quite a lot of fat and calories, um, coconut, especially, um, as well as cashew, as you mentioned. Um, and chickpeas are just a, a really healthy balance. Um, and it's it, it's what drew me to this brand um, in looking at my next move. And I, I know we will we'll speak about how I arrived at chickpea, but I just was really, I, I've really always been um, a chickpea lover and more and more seen it. Kind of coming through in all of the different foods I eat and uh, dairies. dairy is I think the next big the next big splash we're gonna see a lot of chickpeas.
0: <laughs> For chickpeas. And that actually you're actually absolutely right. You bring me to my next question, which you've had a big, a very extensive background in consumer products and you've worked with some pretty notable brands. So what drew you to this particular startup? Is it just the plant-based stuff or is it what what else about it here?
1: Yeah, so I have worked, you know, on a lot of really fabulous brands, um, primarily in foods, but also in personal care. So one of my most um, recent brands while I was at Unilever was working on Dove. And what I really appreciate, appreciated about the Dove brand was that purpose-driven, um, that purpose-driven objective, and the way we kind of brought together the entire communication and the community. Um, I then brought that. Um, kind of mentality in my next move in working with Tallulah Hot Sauce and really building that community around hot sauce lovers. Um, and more and more started to become aware and interested in um, a plant-based way of living. Spent a stint working with even Perfect Bar, the protein bars, as well as launching Tate's Vegan so in So in that time, over the past several years, I've been looking at how can I bring all of my experience together, working on these wonderful brands, both regionally and globally, and and pull it all together and help build a brand myself. Started early on getting my MBA at Columbia and always wanted to have my own business. So I feel like this is the next best thing. Um, I can work really in partnership as a founding team and build this business in the New York area and, and, and hopefully much, much further beyond that.
0: Yeah. No, I was actually, and I think I said this to you before we got on together, that um, when I looked to see where I could actually purchase it, I was pretty impressed with the number of of, uh, places in and around the New York, New Jersey area that you could actually get this. So I guess that's your doing too. Is that part of your responsibilities getting into these stores that that's because that is part of a new brand too it's not just reaching the consumer which I think a lot of people forget about we you know go right to the consumer but in this case it's also the distribution
1: absolutely so again in working with a startup I I take these experiences I've had over the years working closely with sales and working closely with R&D and d and of course, all of my marketing responsibilities. And here I get to partner with the general manager and build the entire business from the ground up. Um, We launched in third week in May, really started our very first production in the beginning of May. And right out the gate, our distributor, who we set up with a very local distributor, has helped us um, and enabled us to reach, we're in 175 stores in just uh, six weeks. Wow! So it's really exciting. Um, and you know, just just giving a little bit of a soft launch, so we can see and test the waters and start to build that brand awareness um, and start to build that community in the New York City area. So really exciting, um, and we're and we're implementing you know a lot of great a lot of great ways to build that brand buzz.
0: Yeah. So you the on the website it said that you're dairy free and compromise free. Can can you talk about what that means? I mean, I know what the dairy-free means, but the compromise-free is the part that I'm curious about.
1: Yeah, you know, again, like, so working on a lot of different brands, there's always that balance of taste and nutrition and health. And kind of like a a job at a work-life balance, you know, you try to get the right right mix. Um, And a lot of brands I've worked on over the years, we've tried to... Say you know with no compromise, meaning you can have everything just like the real thing, but but better because it's healthier. Here, we're not necessarily trying to substitute dairy completely. Um, you know, for some people, that's their choice to have no dairy in their diet. But what we want to do is create um, an alternative, uh, a complement to their to their repertoire of yogurt um, options. And give you the experience of yogurt plus the nutrition and benefits of chickpeas. So it's a combination of high protein, low sugar, um, simple ingredient list, non-GMO, and more importantly, the taste and texture of dairy yogurt. So I think that's where you can have the yogurt experience and have, um, you know, a an option that doesn't include, you know, an animal-based
0: product. You said that uh, simple ingredients, and I think that's something that um, people forget sometimes when they reach for plant-based, because it's a a big new category now. Um, But often, and I didn't see this because I did read the ingredients, there's a lot of other stuff in there that may not be good for you that kind of... Takes away the idea that why am I eating this if I'm getting these other things that aren't good for me? Am I correct on that, or can you clarify that? You are
1: absolutely correct. Yeah the the primary ingredient is actually the chickpea protein itself, um, which can scare people. To be honest, it can make you think, oh, am I going to get something that actually tastes like chickpea? And I think you would, um, you know, be the first to say in your tasting that uh, you had the strawberry and the vanilla, and you didn't really get that sense of a chickpea, but yet the sensorial and thickness of a yogurt. In addition to that, it does have um, you know other ingredients that are all real ingredients. Um, it doesn't have anything artificial um, in it, and it's a very short ingredient list. Um, it also has live active cultures, so you get this probiotic uh, probiotic composition from a, a dairy yogurt, just from a different source.
0: It, it also. I also read there that it supports healthy sto- soil. I, I, I was like, wow how How do chickpeas support healthy soil? I mean, it's a great thing, if, especially when you're a purpose-driven company. And I think more and more people are concerned about this stuff. But how does that happen?
1: Yeah. So chickpeas um, require very little uh, water, and so they they kind of regenerate themselves. You know in in their growing process, without a lot of high maintenance or extra, um, you know, additives needed for that for that growth, so they're very sustainable crops. In um, other crops that sometimes are used to make plant-based yogurt, um, I'm not a I'm not a complete expert on this, but I have dabbled in it over the years and learning about sustainability. Um, there are other crops that just require a lot more water. And the more water you use, the more energy you use. And it's just, it's one vicious cycle that, you know, ultimately is not, not good soil and not good plant long
0: term. Yeah, well, a- almonds are one of those things. And I think um, a-, a lot of people don't realize because almonds we think are so healthy and they are healthy, but they use an incredible amount of water to grow? Why do I know this? I worked with a woman several years ago on her book that she wrote about all this stuff. So I guess I should have told you that ahead yeah, of time. I, I, I know I know a little bit more about that than than I, I let on to. I, I actually
1: know a little bit about this to be a little dangerous myself um, as it relates to soy and soybeans. I um, worked on several products that contain soy and soy is an ingredient that has a number of, you know, conflicting things to, it is a, is a natural ingredient Course, but it also has some potentially dangerous um, effects on the on the soil um, if done not in a sustainable way a lot of plant-based yogurts are made with soy so that's another um, both for sustainability and for health purposes some people like to avoid soy so this is a soy-free product as well to be to yogurt.
0: I checked that part too before I opened up that container because I avoid soy unless I'm eating sushi. And then that's a, all bets are off. It's, um, it's my, my, I will, I will indulge at that time. So you had a lot of, uh, obviously you've had a, a heavy corporate background. How is that? Is that, I'm assuming it's helping you, but how is that helping you? And how are you adapting? Cause a startup is a whole different situation.
1: Yeah. So I have a, I have an extensive corporate background. Um, and when I left, my first kind of foray into what I'll call a startup, although it really wasn't a true startup, was when I went to work for Cholula Food Company, Cholula Hot Sauce. National brand, but really quite a small team. And I was brought over there to really evaluate, um, elevate their marketing role and the foundation of the brand and build a team. And there I was, I was introduced to things. I, I really never had the chance in a larger corporation to work on, on a day-to-day basis. Really partnering with a sales team, um, working with um, presenting to customers on a regular basis, both in retail and food service, super close to the P&L um, and all innovation. So I really had a chance to work on all aspects of building a brand with Tulula. And from there, I worked on two other small brands after that. Um, Tate's Bake Shop, as well as Perfect Bar in a consulting role, where I had the chance to work on these emerging brands, which were in a venture team, loosely tied to a larger corporation, but really operating as their own entities. Um, In addition, I was a mentor for some startups as part of a private equity fund um, called Big Idea Ventures. So take those combination of those experiences, I felt more than ready to join this team. And more um, more importantly, I found the team to be so passionate and so knowledgeable about what they were heading into that it was such an honor to be able to bring all that experience. To this
0: team. Yeah. I, I think people um, discount how important having the kind of background that you had is at a startup. Um, when you go in, you when know, we that this, this, uh, Dream-like sequence of what happens at startups and people don't know anything and they figure everything out along the way, which can work. But when you have that background and you can see what's supposed to get done, I, I think it's a little bit easier. I also worked for large corporations, both Time Warner and, and, and uh, CBS. But each time at every situation, I was in a virtual startup. It was a new format that the radio station was having, or, you know, there was something new that was that was being launched. And um, so it was still working within the confines of a large organization, which sometimes can be harder to launch a new product than what you're doing right now, because you've got yeah. lots of layers to get through that's to say, oh, it's okay that you do that.
1: <laughs> you know, another another really interesting experience that I feel like just set me up well for this opportunity was while I was at Unilever I always gravitated to the more entrepreneurial um, projects and activities. And while on Dove, I was selected as someone, one of seven teams globally to help build a whole new brand um, underneath the Dove brand, a whole new line of skincare products and create a new process, a new way of working that would go to market super fast. So it was like a startup within a large corporation. Um, Like I said, I've always gravitated to this kind of energy. and, And so I just... Um, I felt ready for, you know, jumping into a startup and more importantly, I am at a stage in my life where I have everything to bring. You know, I had to leverage all of these different parts of my background and really holistically, um, you know, build this team from all fronts, not just on the marketing front, but, you know, really help the team with that knowledge. And-
0: yeah. You've got the expertise and the, and the experience and, um, and also the energy, because you know, that's obviously anything that's new, we need a little bit extra energy. I happen to get in, I happen to get very energized by doing new things. Um at some point in my life, I suppose it's gonna peter out, but it hasn't yet. <laughs> so I think and that I, you know, I think
1: chickpea foods with the innovation pipeline that is um, you know, is available to us for the future and with this launch of Chickpea Yogurt, I wouldn't have taken that leap and joined this team if I didn't think this was a large opportunity to help people find what they're looking for um as a plant-based alternative. I just it wasn't like I just had to be in a startup. I wanted been looking at a lot of startups over the last couple of years, waiting for that right opportunity where I can bring my experience and build a brand um, with a product that's fantastic. Um, and that that's that's why I'm excited uh, to be working on this now and to help this launch.
0: Yeah. What do you think the love affair is What everyone has for chickpeas or is it just me? Cause I have a love affair with chickpeas. I mean, there's a lot of plant-based products out there that are not, this is the only one, if I'm not mistaken, that is a dairy product made with chickpeas. Am I correct?
1: This is the only dairy, um, you know, this is the only plant-based dairy yogurt, um, that's made from chickpeas. And, um, you know, really the, the, one of the only plant-based dairy products that's made with chickpeas. There are some, here and there that pop in, maybe into cheese, but uh, really hasn't hit the market yet. Chiki. So, what's the love affair with chiki? That's a, that's a great question.
0: I know I have it. So, I mean, again, I always have cans in my in my in my cabinet here in case I need uh, to yes. throw, throw throw them into my air fryer with some spices. <laughs>
1: You're not alone, and, and I'll have to try that. I, I actually don't have an air fryer, but my 19-year-old daughter's been asking us to get one for quite a while. Oh, get um, one, get
0: one, get one. We won't go sidetracked on that because I everyone I talk to that about this, the next thing you know, they're on Amazon having one delivered.
1: Yeah, you know, I think some people are first introduced to chickpea from, you know, hummus or traveling, whether it's in any Middle Eastern country or Mediterranean country. There's a lot of chickpea. Um, it's kind of like the resurgence, you know, the long time ago Mediterranean diet with all the hype. Um, chickpea is really getting its center stage now. Um, it's become such a, you know, starting with the aquafaba, which is not what the chickpea yogurt's made of. That's the, the residual water from the chickpea, but it just has so many versatile uses and so much function. Um, that I think people have been dabbling with it and it's just showing up in a lot of different ways across whether it's pasta or, you know, alternatives for gluten. So in gluten-free recipes, so more people are showcasing that in their recipes on social media. And in cooking, you see it more on menus. So that's often where we're first introduced to a wonderful, you know, creative way to use um, basic ingredients. Um, and for me, it's, it's a staple in our house. We, we cook with chickpeas once or twice a week, um, usually as its own dish, you know, a sautéed savory dish. Now to see it come through in a, in a creamy, dairy-like option is just truly remarkable. Um, and I'm excited for people to be able to try it.
0: Yeah, no, I think everyone should try it. I could. I, I just want to step back for a second because you mentioned the aquafaba. I happen to know what it is because I had that client. Um, but could you tell people what that is? Because I, I don't think most people have any idea unless they're heavily into a plant-based diet. Yeah. So
1: aquafaba, um, you know, I probably will botch how to explain it. But my understanding is the Um, It's the residual liquid coming from the chickpea, so if you were to squeeze a chickpea, it would be the sort of liquid that would come from the chickpea, Um, whereas the meat of the chickpea, we call the chickpea protein, Um, that's the hearty part of the chickpea, so aquafaba being that that liquid, it's often used to make Healthy options in mayonnaise. So I had worked on Hellman's while I was at Unilever, and aquafaba was all the rage then. Really? um, Yeah, yeah. You know, there's some brands that had come out post, say, 2017, and aquafaba was making its way into a lot of different um, alternative kind of creamy dressings. Yes. Mm it mayonnaise, whether it's mayonnaise or salad dressing. But aquafaba was a way to make a dressing creamy without necessarily using the egg, um, and so you could make a, a vegan or a plant-based mayonnaise using aqua, aquafaba, um, and still get that you know that texture that you like might a mayonnaise.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. I think you whip it up the way you do an egg white, if I'm not mistaken. Because I've actually yeah. had desserts made with aquafaba, and it's like really like this is okay because it tastes. if it's the right chef, it's going to really taste pretty incredible.
1: Yeah. And again, you know, people are really, there are a a population of people, whether it's 100% of the time, 80% of the time, or even just 25% of the time that are looking for ways to add in more healthy alternatives, more sustainable alternatives for their family and for their future. And, um, you know, not wanting to have any reliance on animal products. Um, and whether that's through just switching out their cheese once in a while, switching out their eggs, switching out their and here we are talking about yogurt. You know, this is, a, this is a prime space that just has been. You know, brands have been trying to make um, products that
0: will allow people to um, have yogurt experience without the, without the dairy. So. Marketing new products, again, is never easy. Um, what are what are the challenges that you find right now and how, how are you approaching it? I mean, you're an experienced brand person. That doesn't mean you're not gonna have challenges because um, it's just kind of what happens, but.
1: Yeah, so one of the most important things in building a brand is identifying what you want that brand to stand for and then um, communicating that in a way that's simple, single-minded, um, Yet scalable so that you build that awareness um, in a quick, in a rather quick fashion, so that people are aware and know where to buy your product and have a connection to it. So it needs to have a, a little bit of an emotional connection to your community or your target audience. One of the challenges with starting a brand new brand, completely new from the beginning um, in a marketplace, is you need to build that brand while building that velocity. So people need to find out about the product very quickly and immediately take it off the shelf, um, you know, so that we can kind of create some momentum for the for the launch. Um, that's a challenge in in the beginning uh, because social media there are a lot of different algorithms and a lot of different ways and channels to, to meet your audience where they are. And as you know, um, your background and and I know your experience teaching um at NYU so I've heard it's you know people are getting bombarded by messages so how do you find your connection with your target audience with a, a brand new brand and a brand new message which is chickpeas make yogurt you know, chickpeas <laughs> can be the staple yeah. Or, or just plant-based yogurt can be a thing that is creamy and thick, and oh, by the way, it's from an, an incredible um, protein powerhouse ingredient. Um, so it's it's not only communicating that piece of it, which is challenging in itself, but finding your audience and doing it very quickly, so yeah. that that product makes the shelf and you create that momentum.
0: Yeah, it's um, I, I don't. It's it's breaking through the noise. And I think one of the issues that everybody has and I don't care what your product or service is right now, it's discovery. It's it's a whole lot harder to get discovered even when you have something great. You know, I, I sometimes it's even a, a, a new series on Netflix or someplace. I'm like, I didn't hear about that. Why did I not hear about that? Because we're right. only getting served up what the algorithms are Giving us yeah. based on past, well, maybe I like that too, but I just didn't know, and there doesn't seem to be a way yet for the algorithms to fix that. And I think discovery is just an issue. It doesn't. I don't care what you are. I don't care what service or product you are. It's it's a real issue to figure out how you can find your people
1: and how you can find your people in a in an efficient, cost effective way. Yes. Um, this is a challenge for a startup. Uh, is that you know, every dollar spent needs to really have a reason for being. <laughs> uh, being in the New York market, I want to get the product into as many hands as possible. So we're sampling, you know, in-store. But hey, COVID just kind of on its tail end. Well, stores are just now allowing demos to happen for the first time in two and a half years. Um, Funny thing is, we're one of the first brands to jump on that because we have a product launching at this time. So we've demoed. Um, you know, already in about 50 stores. And we'll probably go back to some of the ones again and demo because it's about getting people to taste it. They just are so surprised and so satisfied once they taste the product. But it's not necessarily something that they're going to grab right away because they haven't heard about it. They haven't heard about chickpea in any dairy capacity, no. making a cream option. No, so- I think
0: we we think of chickpeas and the first thing that comes to mind is... For me, and for most people, it's hummus. and then if you're not like me, maybe you had chickpea pasta or you know those exactly. hippie things that are supposed to be healthy, but you eat the whole bag. so what's the point at the end? It's, yeah. I don't know how healthy. I don't know how healthy uh, how healthy that was. I, I will tell you, and I'm not saying this because you're a guest on the show, but I was. Like a little bit I was <laughs> when I got the samples, I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I hope this doesn't taste bad because I'm interviewing this woman and I know I don't want to say that, but I was really surprised. I was really honestly like, oh, this is pretty good. I can have I can have this for my breakfast. How do I
1: bottle up that surprise and delight? I mean, that's a traditional marketing way to say it. Surprise yeah. and delight. Truly really is a surprising experience and it's a surprising reaction. Yes. And The fact that people try it who are looking for this exact solution, a creamy, thick, rich, high-end protein plant-based yogurt, and then they taste it and they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I've had so much of that experience and I need to bottle that up and get it out to the
0: it's good for you and it's good for the planet, which um, there's not a whole lot of things that seem to be really great for the planet these days. So that's definitely, definitely a thing. I, I just want to, we could talk all day about this, I think, but I want to um, just segue a little bit to the pandemic since you brought that up. I mean, how, how was the pandemic for you? How have you adapted? I mean, obviously you have a new job. Um, <laughs> so I guess that's one way, but um, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, So
1: so the pandemic, The pandemic for me has been um, pretty life-changing. Prior to the pandemic, I I had already started um, working in my consulting career for, you know, the beginning of it was was, uh, prior to the pandemic, just prior to the pandemic. And then with the pandemic, um, you know, one one project ended and I needed to transition and figure out what was going to be, you know, my next consulting gig. And I found that for me, the options became much more available to me because suddenly I could lend my experience to brands that weren't in New York City. I could work with brands that were, you know, a two-hour commute. If I had had to have had a job and had to go to the office, that was Tate's Bake Shop. I could transition into a consulting project myself, working for a brand that was in San Diego. That was Perfect Bar, and I did help lead that innovation strategy for a year. Um, so for me professionally, it actually turned into be a, a wonderful experience. Um, lucky, luckily for my family, we didn't have, um, any, any sicknesses, um, you know, um, as a result of COVID and I myself, I haven't
0: even had COVID yet <laughs> and me nobody in and- my
1: family and my daughter, knock on wood.
0: Me and you both. I I feel yeah. like I should just. i um, sometimes I think, did I have it? And I just was feeling okay, so I wasn't going to play, place, so I didn't test myself. I mean, it was that kind of a thing. I really was pretty much testing when I felt not so great. But I have a lot of allergies, really? so I could have been testing myself some weeks, you know, four days in a row. It's like, so I don't. I don't know. I don't know how this happened. But it's interesting how many people I do talk to that are like us. We're a select group. <laughs>
1: I mean, so I'm very thankful for that and and I'm, you know, it it is an ongoing evolving thing. But for me, for the first time in 15 years, I was able to be super present for my daughter who was in high school. My other daughter actually left for college at that time, you know, in the last year. But for my daughter, who is a teenager and the end of middle school and into high school to be very present. Um, has been wonderful. Ironically, my husband also started a new job right as the pandemic hit. He actually lost his job just prior to the pandemic. So he was looking for work at that same moment as well, landed his job while he worked during the pandemic. So he's working from home full-time. He has a actual full-time remote position. My job is a bit of a hybrid. So we're all kind of in this home together with a almost five-year-old dog um, who's also loving that we're all around. So it had some really wonderful benefits for us. That being said, I, it, it's not something, you know, I wish for the, the world to have a pandemic, but it has had some very wonderful silver linings for me personally.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's been so much grief that's been associated with it for so many people, but I, I agree that it's it's been a reckoning for a lot of people. I mean, I I had a pace that I kept that was crazy. And now that we're getting back into real life, it's like, well, yes, I like to be busy out of my house, but I don't need to keep that kind of pace. I I kind of like that. I like some of the slowerness that it brought that it reminded me that it's okay to it's okay to just sit sometimes and not constantly be on the run, which I think I think a lot of people found that.
1: Yeah, I think I've been my healthiest ever um, in the last few years. I well, I, I'm
0: I'm I wasn't during it. During it, I was uh-huh. one of those people who gained a lot of weight. I've lost it since, but it was like, whoa, this is this is kind of oh, no. that
1: that too. Not yeah. not so much on the weight front, but more from mm-hmm. a holistic standpoint. Of just being able to take the commute out of, mm-hmm. of life um, has been really wonderful, at least for the most part. You know, I'm, I'm happy, so happy that I get to go to the city and work, um, but to not have to go. You know, day in and day out on a, on a commute, it saves a few person. It just allows us more time to cook healthier meals at
0: home. Yeah, but I also think it. I think I. I think it, it makes me appreciate more the times I am in person someplace, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to oh, I've got to like get on the train. I've got to go do this. It's like well, I'm really enjoying this because I I was home yesterday. Or whatever it was. Anyway, um, I would like to finish up with a little quick lightning round of questions. Are you ready? Your favorite social network?
1: Well, I'm an Instagram. Uh, I'm I'm an Instagram person more recently. um, I have to say I'm trying to take myself a little bit off of Facebook, but I do love the ability to stay close to people I grew up with in Seattle and see their lives evolving. And if without Facebook, I wouldn't have that. I'd be very disconnected from my hometown. So I guess I'd have to say Facebook, even though my my husband would say that's the worst thing for me.
0: Yeah, well, I'm right there with your husband on that one. I have a real love-hate relationship with a lot of these social networks, and I and I teach it. Um, something people would never guess about you?
1: Something you'd probably never guess about me is that I lived in India right out of college and traveled on an around-the-world ticket by myself for you.
0: Wow, 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 wow. Um, last series that you binged? Better Things. Okay. A food you can't live without, chickpeas excluded. (laughs) (laughs) This is funny. A food I can't live
1: without would definitely be, I've got two and it's coffee and chocolate.
0: Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. There's chocolate in my house, coffee I can't get through the day without. And there's chocolate in my house all the time. There might be nothing else in that refrigerator except a bottle of wine and my chocolate. Yeah. Um, I'm a chocolate
1: and coffee person. Um.
0: What you miss most about pre COVID life? Gosh, you know, pre
1: COVID life, I think I was just um, on the go and traveling more. Um, even though that's still an option to travel now, I, I kind of miss some of the travel and just being out in the road with the colleagues, more more um, opportunities to engage with my colleagues.
0: It's a fan favorite, that answer. What motivates you and what motivates you to get up in the morning? I think what you
1: know what motivates me um, every day is just um, it, it's kind of a tricky question. Pause again here. Um, I'm excited for the, the the changes every day. So we make a little progress, a lot of progress. We never know what the day's going to bring, and I like that it's not routine. You know, it, mm-hmm. it feels fresh and exciting. You know, every day.
0: Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. So where can people find out more about you and about chickpea Foods? Any place you want to direct them? I'll put all these links in the show notes. Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram,
1: Facebook, on Instagram. We're at DHKP Foods. Our website is chkpfoods.com. And on there you can find a store locator. We have even a downloadable free coupon. Way to get a free oh,
0: coupon. We love yeah. coupons.
1: And with that store locator, you can download that. There's a good amount of information about, you know, how the brand started and the entire team um, that, that founded the founders. Stories are on our website.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Joanne. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing Mindfulness and Martinis. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. Give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify so other people can find us and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you've got a question you'd like answered or a topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me a note, info at joannetombracus.com. And until next time, remember... Whatever got you to where you are isn't enough to keep you there.